Welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine 11, and this is episode 115. It's Michael. You didn't sound Roman. No, no, it's not. It's a, a Hebrew name, I believe, originally, Michael. Yeah. I seem to vaguely remember from like reading something. Michael or something. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah, yeah the, the first. Again, not in my notes, but you've just sprung it upon me. Fairly <laughs> sure this is the first Roman emperor without a Greek or Roman name. Oh, so his name was just Michael. His name was Michael, yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, not Michaelis or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah just Michael. Cool. Yeah. But I tell you what, before we begin... <laughs> yes, before we begin, we've uh, well, we've got two things, actually. First of all, a, a shout-out to one of our younger listeners. Ah! Good shout out there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is to Sam Clowes, who's uh, one of our younger listeners. Oh. His dad got in contact with us and said how much they're enjoying the show. They're only about halfway through, so this will be months ago by the time they get to this, I imagine. But <laughs> hope all is well. Um, and also, today, we are going to recommend another podcast. Why is that? Because I think it's something we should do. Yeah. No, that's the name of the podcast. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> what a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> Hit it. Hi there, I'm Travis, and this is Totalis Rankium. You likely have noticed that I am not Rob, Jamie, Roger, or even Jeff. Instead, I am the host of the Why Is That Podcast, here to tell you about my show. The Why Is That Podcast is a history podcast that explores the origins of today's common occurrences, from word etymology to holiday traditions and everywhere in between. Some of the topics we have covered include the etymology of the word dude, why Istanbul is not Constantinople, the origins of the names of our days of the week and months of the year, and the historical inspiration for the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. The show is available on all podcast apps, and you can find me on social media at whyisthatpod. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Cheers. Yeah, it's one of those really good podcasts where you constantly all the way through go, <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's quite cool. Or, oh, I knew that, I knew that. And, and you feel really proud. Yeah. Yeah. Or you think you know something. Yeah. So, oh, it's obviously this, then it's not. Yeah. Like yeah. QI. Yeah, a bit like that. He has an amazing voice. Oh, everyone has a better voice than us for podcasting. I think we need to work. I think we need to have radio voices just. Or we could hire someone to do our voices for us. To like whisper our conversations that ears. Well, we record it like this. We just yeah. pass it on to the actors, and they oh. can just like redo the episode with good voices. You know, you just get one though that just puts a little bit too much in. It's not really <laughs> overacting a scene. <laughs> what the hell? Things like that. That'd be good. That's yeah. just sound guy. We could get sound guy to do it. <gasps> yeah, he'd yeah. be good at that. Anyway, we should probably start the episode. Oh yeah, Michael. <laughs> it is Michael today. And he is the third, and I'm afraid to say, the final in the Nikephoran dynasty. Oh. oh. Yeah. They, they've done quite well, this dynasty, so far, haven't they? No. <laughs> For the listener's benefit, it's been a month since we've recorded a Roman episode, so I yeah. forgive Jamie for being a bit blurry. No, they were terrible. They were really short and awful. Yes, they were. There was Nikephoros, remember? Yeah. He supplanted Irene. Yeah. Rode off to fight Crom. Then his son Constantine no, VI. No, what? No, you're way off there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Ephraim died in battle, had his head cut off, his skull was used as a cop. 
Oh, yeah. His son was injured in the same battle. That's, oh, and his throat slit open. Yeah, had his spine severed, so couldn't really do much rolling. That was Therakius, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. coming back now. It's all coming back. There we go. Right, now we've got Michael, the brother-in-law of Sterakius. Or the son-in-law of Nicephorus. Hitting that barrel hard, aren't they? Oh, yes. <laughs> Scraping the hell out of it. Well, maybe Michael does better. Let's begin, shall we? We don't know much about the early life of Michael. Okay. He was born. There we go. Good. At least there's one thing we're definitely sure about. We are almost certain about that fact. Uh, we, oh, we've got something else, actually. He was the son of... You ready for this? Theophylact. Theophylact? Yeah, Theophylact Rungabi. <laughs> Theophylact Rungabi. Yeah. That's a heck of a name. Yeah, that's two names. Uh, Michael is sometimes known as Michael Rungabi. Oh, okay. If I'm pronouncing the Rungabi bit correctly, it's R-H-A-N-G-A-B-E. Rungabi. Maybe it's Rungabe. Rungabe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> London. Maybe it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. The reason why we know about Theophylact is because he's one of the men who revolted against Irene. Oh. Now, if you remember, there was a failed plan to put the brother-in-law of Irene on the throne. His name was Nicephoros, not the Nicephoros we know. But this is the Nicephoros who was with Christophorus. Yes. Yes, and the that two, group yeah. of brothers. So uh, Theophylact was, like, tied up with all that. He was an admiral at the time, and he failed <laughs> in he have, the plot. Did he have a parrot? He would have had a parrot and the white suit. And, nice. Yeah. He would have walked into rooms and just picked women up and walked off with them. <laughs> and so he was sat down and given a stern talking to <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> no. It's not allowed. So, um... If we can believe Theophanes, anyone who was involved was beaten, monked, and then exiled. So, presumably that happened to him. Marvellous. Yeah. Brilliant. And after he was exiled and beaten and monked, he left behind his family, which would have been presumably a wife and at least little Michael. Oh, poor Michael. Now, presumably his father's betrayal did not crush the family too much, because Michael was later able to marry... The daughter of Nicephorus. Mm. The different Nicephorus, the one that becomes the emperor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Michael married Nicephorus's daughter. Yes. Now, Nicephorus at this time is just the finance minister to the empire. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, well, I say just the finance minister. This is obviously a hugely important position. One of the most powerful men in Rome, or Byzantine, or Cons, wherever they live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he knows where, where all the money is. Yeah. He sits in his room counting his beans. It's a massive mattress. That's where he stores all the, all the gold for the that entire... That is the only safe place to keep your gold, is in the mattress, yeah. But he makes the same mistake every night. Jumps on his bed. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Crack! <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> That's why he had problems. Yeah. Now, inferring from what little we have, it would appear that Nicephoros really quite liked his son-in-law, but... Procopia, Procopia mm. is Michael's new wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a brother who we know well, Starachius. Yeah. And Starachius apparently hated Michael. We're not entirely sure why. But it's the name. <laughs> Maybe it was the name. He just, Starachius just didn't like the fact that Michael's name had more longevity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Still, this marriage would not have been deemed as hugely noteworthy if it was not for the fact that soon afterwards, Michael's new father-in-law revolted against Irene and took the throne. As we have seen. Yeah. Nikephoros gave Michael the title of Crepalates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crepalates. Uh, yeah, that's one of those words I've never tried to say out loud before. Crepalates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Crepalates. Crepalates. Right, it means, the word means change of the palace. Okay. So... The Pilates at the end is going to be like palatial palace. Because Pilates is that like dance yoga thing, isn't Maybe it? I think that's a different thing. Uh. This is where Why Is That Podcast can uh, oh. get on the case. Yes. Where does the word Pilates come from? Is it linked to the palace? Probably not. <laughs> anyway, the title, meaning change of the palace, uh, essentially meant that you were in charge of running the palace. And Nikephoros has just taken the crown. He is now yeah. emperor. He declares Starachius, his son, is the heir, but his son-in-law is in charge of the palace. A largely ceremonial role. He's like a head butler. Um, yes, essentially, but a bit more prestige than that. Like, no timetables, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, this would have been one of those titles that was given to the highest up who weren't the heir. Someone trusted as well, because it's quite an intimate oh. position to be in. Yes, of course. The perfect position for the son-in-law of the yeah. emperor, in fact. Hmm. So we can tell he's held in high esteem. But apart from this, we don't really know much of what he did during Nikephoros's reign. He did go with the emperor when Nikephoros led the troops. We do know that. Along oh. with Starachius. They'd all Ooh. go off together. It would appear that he also got to know another man at this point. As in, like, just got to know another man, as far as I'm aware. Not got to know another man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a man we've met before. Leo. Leo, Leo? No, not Leo's dead. Oh. <laughs> this is another Leo who we've met before. Do you remember the story of the three young men who were predicted to be big names in the future? Yeah, Leo, Michael and Thomas. Exactly. This is when the general Badanis had been told his revolt would fail miserably, but his attendants, Leo and Michael, would rise to lead the empire, and Thomas would try and fail and die horribly. Horribly, horribly. horribly. <laughs> yeah. Well, shortly after that, if you remember, Leo and Michael, just to clear this up, I'm going to start calling that Michael Michael too right now, because obviously this isn't the Michael we're talking about okay. today. Okay. Yes. So shortly after that, Leo and Michael too defected to Nikephoros, and Leo was given the position of leading some troops, and it would appear that Michael won, today's Michael, got to know Leo a bit at this point. Got to know him or got just, to just know... Just got to know him. Okay. Yeah. They, they appeared to be somewhat friendly, or at least like a colleague. They knew each other. Knew each other well. No, just just knew it. Maybe they did. Let's say it. <laughs> they knew each other. I just break the tension out down. And... <laughs> anyway, as we have seen, Nikephoros led the Roman forces into an ambush. Hmm. And they were attacked by Krum. 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 The leader of the Bulgars. Remember, Crum had united the Bulgar tribes. Mm. The Bulgars were now a unified force, more threatening than ever before to the Empire. They're focused yeah. and dangerous. And they have a leader called Crum. I mean, it's looking good for them. Yeah. Yeah, so um, when Nikephoros lost, his head was severed, as I mentioned earlier. His skull turned into a fetching mug. A, a conversation piece. That is pretty rock and roll. It is, for Crum to do. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Do you think he had other like utensils made of body parts? <laughs> 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 Just the fingers and back scratches. Chopsticks, yeah. finger chopsticks. Yeah. Um, like back scratcher could be like your femur because it's oh. quite long and you could scratch your back with it. You can use iPhone? Ribcage. Play like Knuckles, Pigs and Knuckles. You remember the Knuckles game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could play that with Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. It's going to say teeth and then realise Knuckles might work more. Yeah. Actually, no, we don't, we don't have like individual bones. Oh, no, we do, don't we? I don't know. Well, they're, they're, the, they're the ends of the fingers. Oh, are they? They're yeah. the joints that go into you. So you could cut the fingers off and just have the knuckle ends. Yeah, yeah. You could do yeah. that, couldn't you? If you had time to experiment and try things out. Exactly. I'm still just imagining the guy who next goes and visits Crumb and who's forced to drink <laughs> out of that mug. Um, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> anyway, we don't have details, but Michael was in this fight. So he was there. He perhaps witnessed Nykephros' head being severed. Ugh. We know he was able to escape, presumably with the same group of important men who were also dragging out the severely injured Starachius at this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it was Michael who was in charge of that. We simply don't know. But we know that the heir and Michael both escape the battle. Yeah. So, the men retreated to Adrianople, the nearest city, and they laid out the bleeding and now paralysed Starachius. Oh, dear. Yeah. Michael was approached. Uh, how about, Michael, you take over? Because <laughs> I've just popped my head around the door. It's not looking good. He's leaking everywhere. <laughs> it's really bad. Ooh. I've actually been sick in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite disgusting. Ooh. It's oozing. <laughs> yeah, so there, apparently there were two factions forming within this small group of survivors. Right. Some supported the idea of Michael taking over right now. Come on, this is ridiculous. He, all he can say at the moment is, ah. He can't rule that way. No. <laughs> so, Michael, it's time you took over. But then you got one of the leading generals at the time, the man who was in charge of the armies. Like, really. The emperor's yeah. obviously in charge, but the person who's really in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this man was a man named Stephen at this time, and he spoke against the idea of Michael taking over and urged that Starachius be declared. Perhaps realising that he didn't really have the support of all the pointy things, Michael publicly declared that he had sworn oaths to serve his father-in-law and his brother-in-law, that Starachius was the one true emperor. <laughs> what do you say, Starachius? <laughs> so, as we've seen, Starachius and Michael head back to the capital. Starachius was placed in a room... And sort of seemed to. Yeah. Whilst Michael and some of the leading men got together to discuss what to do. A swift blow to the head? <laughs> It'll be a kindness at this point. <laughs> it really hurts. Just pull his head sharply back. He'll come right off. <laughs> I'm amazed it's still hanging on, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. In this meeting was Michael, the aforementioned Stephen, so mm. leader of the troops, uh, the current patriarch, who's yet another Nykephros. Excellent. It's a popular name, so we're just going to call him Patriarch or Nick. Nick. To keep it simple, yeah. So we've got Nick, Stephen and Michael. <laughs> sounding very Roman today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was another senior official called the Octitos. The Octitos. It's a really hard name to say that. Um, well, let's call him Theo. <laughs> that will do. <laughs> that will do. Anyway, these men didn't necessarily all get on. Uh, they were from different factions, as we've already yeah. seen. Stephen wants Starachius to be the emperor. Yeah. However, 
as they sat down and really chewed this over, it was decided that the palace, the church, and the army are all going to have to get together and make the call here. Strachius was just too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. And Crumb's still out there. Yeah. And Crumb's starting to look a bit scary. Yeah, there's all his mugs. Yes. He's starting to sell them now. <laughs> Sets up a little stall before the battles. <laughs> get your mugs. So... It was decided they were going to do something. It wasn't decided exactly what yet. Um, they would meet later on and uh, commit. Yeah. Yeah. So when they do come back together to really commit and hammer out the details, Stephen reports that um, he'd just been ordered by Starachius that Michael's eyes should be removed. Uh, oh. If you remember, Starachius, whilst dying, tried to stop oh, Michael yes. taking over. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, everyone went, right, no, seriously, we need to do something here. <laughs> We're not just going to let this dying man start killing people off for no reason. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, glad yeah. Stephen didn't get on board with that. Yeah, exactly. So, Michael was taken to the Hajj Sophia. They went in. They checked what the dome was up to that day. Freak. <laughs> Made sure the support goats were pulling. Or pushing. Or pushing. Depends on where the wind's blowing. (laughs) Yes. Now, if we can believe Theophanes, Patriarch Nick, not fully on board with this idea, made it very clear that Michael had to swear certain oaths if he was going to be the emperor. Yeah. Because he wasn't too sure about Michael. Mm. So he made him swear not to beat any holy men and keep his hands free of the blood of Christians. Oh. Which I personally think should just be a standard oath in all jobs nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) I swear not to beat any holy man. (laughs) Slaughter any Christians for the blood adorns my hand. (laughs) Brilliant. You can now work in the nursery. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which is nice. I mean, it's nice to be reassured. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, after this, heads to the Hippodrome, where Stephen had arranged parts of each regiment in the army to be there, lined up so it all looks very official. Yeah. Uh, the crowd are obviously there, so the public are there. Everyone cheers. Everyone hails him as emperor. And there you go. Michael's now the emperor. Co-emperor at this point? No. Oh, does Dracus even know? No. Strachis hasn't got a clue. Oh, bless him. He, he knows very little at this point. He knows two things. One, he really wants Michael's eyes to be removed. Mm. And two, please kill me. <laughs> kill me now. In the pain. <laughs> yeah. So, after Michael's made emperor, he and the leading men in the city again get together. Right, okay, that's that job done. We now have an emperor in place. What do we do about Strachis? Because I'll be honest... <laughs> I thought he was going to be dead by now. (laughs) He's still clinging on, and this is getting awkward. Should we just shake his bed? (laughs) It was decided it would be best to just monk him. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder if they, like, actually tonsured him, like, shaved the the circle into his hair. It seems a bit cruel. (laughs) Maybe they didn't bother with that bit. (laughs) What they did do, though, is they did ship him off to a monastery somewhere. Oh, dear. Yeah. He died a few weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So probably the travelling. Yeah. Procopia, Strauchius' sister and Michael's wife, was crowned Augusta soon afterwards. Oh. And there we go. We now have our new emperor in place. Brilliant. So he gets thinking about the empire. The Bulgars. 
are really now a big threat, bigger than they've ever been before. At this precise moment in time, they're even more dangerous than the Caliphate. Because wow. the Caliphate seem busy doing their own stuff at the moment. Yeah. Whereas the Bulgars are right there, and they've just beaten us. Now they're actually starting to franchise on those mugs. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm getting serious. Got little, little, yeah, little labels on and everything. Yeah. They've actually, like, got a logo and started to copyright their name. Oh, no. Yeah. They, what they call it? Crumbs, Crumbs Coffees. <laughs> yes. Double K. Free skull of your enemy with every five <laughs> coffees. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Crumbs Cappuccino. <laughs> Crumbs Cakes and Cappuccino. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Works, yeah. yeah, it's good. Cake, cake. Oh, no, bad acronym. <laughs> Anyway, Michael realises that things are not looking good. No. And uh, they're going to need all the help they can get here. So, one of his first actions was to send his son off to the new Emperor of the West, Charlemagne. Oh. Yeah. Like Kefros, if you remember, had started some peace talks with the man, and Michael wanted the West to know that, okay, we were a bit dodgy about the fact that you'd suddenly sprung up to begin with, but now you're here, um, we're fine with that. We're... We're fine, that's okay. And if you fancy, like, invading the Bulgars anytime soon, like, tomorrow, I mean, that'll be great. That'll be great. Can we be friends, please? Love you. Yeah, it's essentially what was sent. Uh, the talks took a while, but the two major outcomes were that the East would recognise, formally, the West. Nice. Sort of. No. <laughs> Charlemagne could have the title Basileus. Right. Remember, the, the emperors are no longer called Augustus. No. They're called Basileus. The Greek version, yeah. essentially. We've just been saying emperor all the time, so we've carried on saying it. Uh, but the true translation for Basileus is not just emperor, it's the emperor. Ah, okay. The one and only emperor. Right. Yeah. So, Michael says, you know what, Charlemagne, you can also be Basileus. The emperor, nice. the one and only, apart from me, emperor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Charlemagne is now on par officially with the emperors of Rome. That's good. However, oh. he could not style himself as the emperor of the Romans. You can be an emperor equally, mm. but you can't be emperor of the Romans. That's mine. Hands <laughs> off. Now I don't care that you've got the city of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Romans. Yeah, yeah. damn it. So, yeah. Could we not call you Byzantine? No. No. No one uses that word. That's just weird. Why would we call ourselves Byzantine? It's Constantinople. It's not been Byzantine for centuries now. Mm. You've not heard the song? It's Constantinople, not Byzantium. It's a famous song. So, yeah, that that's what the West gets. Charlemagne can now call himself the Emperor. Of? Just the Emperor. Of the Italians. And the Franks. And some other bits. Tiny little bit of Spain. It's gone into Germany a bit. It's a long title. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue. No. But he's the emperor. In return, Charlemagne gave Venice back to the east. Oh. Sort of. Mm. It's <laughs> as, sinking anyway. <laughs> well, as we've seen, Venice is fairly independent by this point. Mm. Paid lip service to the east until Charlemagne came along and took it. And then said, yeah, you can have Venice back. Venice is still pretty independent, though. And will be very independent very soon, so... Excellent. So both sides sort of get something they want. Uh, but most importantly, they are officially at peace. The two big empires of Europe. 
Good. But the Bulgars were on the move. They'd taken a fortified city on the Black Sea and taken its inhabitants as prisoners, including the bishop. The bishop? The bishop. Oh, not the bishop. The bish. Oh. Yeah. Big bish man. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Taking the bish. (laughs) He were taking the bish. Uh, (laughs) So, Michael, not having this, sets off with his army. Mostly new recruits at this point, because all the experienced troops were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dead in a valley somewhere. (laughs) Oh, rotting. Yeah. Nice. Apart from their heads. Oh, Because yeah. they'd all been taken production line by this point. <laughs> They're taking that seriously. Yeah, the, the problem with going out with a bunch of new recruits, of course, is uh, they're not very reliable. No. They'll spook easily as well. Yeah, well, Michael didn't face that problem because he never got to the Bulgars. Oh? On the way, the army start to rebel. That's not a good start. Yeah, the men just aren't disciplined enough. He, he was able to put the rebellion down slightly with gifts and speeches, apparently. So please, please don't rebel. Please, I've got, I've got to watch. Um, um, the handkerchief, purple handkerchief. Yeah, what else? Um, have you tried this skull cop that I got from the shop last night? Look, Tiberius is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he manages to calm it down, but he realizes that he can't go on. I mean, there, there's no way if he keeps marching towards the Bulgars, his army will be ripped apart. So he has to go back. Oh dear. Yeah, retreats before he can even attack. The Bulgars get word of this, and they're delighted. Not only have they killed now two Roman emperors, Mm. the third one is too scared to fight them. Oh dear. So, they go on a bit of a raiding rampage. Pushing their luck a bit there, aren't they? Well, they've got to restock. Uh Run out of skulls. (laughs) Yeah, many who lived in Thrace and Macedonia, realising that their emperor was essentially abandoning them, fled from their homes. Mass exodus from the area. You can imagine how well this is going down in the capital. Mm. The new emperor returns, empty-handed, and lots of refugees keep turning up, talking about how the Bulgars are killing everyone. People start to grumble. (laughs) However, some good news. Because Michael had sent some envoys to Crum, in the hope of just getting something sorted here. Yeah. Crum replied to the message with a peace offer. And six mugs. <laughs> yes, complimentary mug. The peace offer is that as long as all the Bulgar prisoners were returned, and you give us a bunch of gold, okay. we will we will go to peace. We'll go home. We'll stop raiding. However, this becomes a sticking point. Because within the prisoners were a group of Bulgars who had betrayed their king and then deserted to the empire and converted to Christianity. Now, they were now living in Constantinople free because they were now on the Roman side. Yeah. But Crom saw them as Bulgar prisoners who needed to be returned. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now, a prominent man in the church at the time, a rival to the patriarch, in fact, a man named Theodore, stated that it was not on to cast Christians to the pagan Bulgars. Yeah. Like, they, these people have converted, so they're now people of Christ. We can't just give them up. We should defend them. Yes. Patriarch Nick, however, was all for the treaty. This mm-hmm. is a way to get some peace for a while. And all they have to do is give back some Bulgarian prisoners. I mean, mm. come on. Let's do it. Yeah. Now, Nick had been put in place of the Patriarch due to his administrative experience. I vaguely mentioned this. Uh, he he wasn't a man of the cloth. He was a doer, not a yeah. believer. Yeah, exactly. So um, Theodore was leading a faction 
who liked him because he was a religious man. Yeah. He's old school. Yeah. So Michael, perhaps fearing a breakdown with the church, sides with Theodore, not the patriarch, and mm. refuses the peace talks. Ooh, okay. Crom hears of this and goes on the attack again, sending a message to Michael, and I quote here, Should you not be serious about peace, it will be my decision that I marshal my forces. Big forces. He means business. He does. He sieges one of the richest port cities in the empire, a place called Mesembria. Of course he sieges the richest place. I'll buy his merchandise. Exactly. It makes sense. He's got a business to run. Uh, this is a port city on the Black Sea, on yeah. a sort of sticky-out bit of land. It's right. Al- right. It's almost like an island with a small land bridge. Yeah, I'm with you. Highly defensible position. Yes, as long as they're attacking by land. <laughs> Which the Bulgars were. That's okay then. Crom arrives, sieges the city. The siege continues for a while, for a few months. Oh. Someone manages to escape and heads to the capital, and the Emperor is informed. Soon word's going round. Crom's on the attack again. Michael's not doing anything. People start grumbling a little bit more. At one point, Michael was hold- holding a service when suddenly a ruckus was heard. Well, that's a bit more of a. Could have been a ruckus. Could have been a fracas. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> perhaps a brouhaha. Ooh, that's a ballyhoo. Or perhaps a ballyhoo. We're not sure. It, the source did not make it clear which one of those it was. Uh, what we do know is that people are getting fed up of what's going on. Why is the Emperor not able to deal with the Bulgars? Because they're scary. <laughs> then suddenly noises were heard coming from the tomb of Constantine V. Poo-face. <gasps> Yeah. Is it the rats? No, it wasn't. <gasps> Is this the second coming of Constantine Poo-Face? I wish it was, but no, it's that not. That would be amazing! <laughs> he was. and his undead army marching off to kill the Bulgars. That'd be amazing. Like that scene in Lord of the Rings. The army of the dead. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I think this is what some people were hoping for, because a group of people had broken the door of the tomb, rushed inside, and I'll quote Theophanes here, rushing inside, they fell at the feet of the remains and called upon him, Constantine, not God, saying, Arise and help the state which is being destroyed. Obviously strong in their beliefs and convictions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There was silence for a while. They just stared at the remains. Then what do you think happened? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing yeah. happens. There's an awkward cough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, what was the next part of the plan? Oh, so I was hoping he'd come back and help us. Jeff. He's, he's not, though, is he, Jeff? I, I only came along because I assumed there was a second part to this plan. Oh. <laughs> By that time, the soldiers had arrived. Yeah, all good. <laughs> yes, the men were arrested. <laughs> They claimed the doors of the tomb had opened on their own by God's hand. Well, God's hand must have been holding an axe, because there are massive axe wounds on the side of the door. Yeah. However, Theophanes recalls how, and I'll quote here, before they were even tortured, (laughs) they admitted to opening the tomb themselves. Now Jeff Jeff looked them in the eye. (laughs) Okay. They're in in the tomb still. They can hear the soldiers getting closer. Whatever you do, it was God's hand. Don't give in. Soldiers burst in. (laughs) Who did this? Jeff's hand shoots up. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just love the before they were even tortured. (laughs) Theophanes almost seems quite sad about that fact. Just one really sad torturer. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> Not tortured anyone all day. <laughs> that was my chance. Look, whole new big pot of oil. Has to put his thimbles away. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> no. Best not ask. That's why Jeff gave up so quickly. He spotted the thimble collection. Oh, yeah. You know those little, like, ceramic ones yeah, yeah. painted on little locations? Yeah. There was one of Rome and one of Antioch. Yeah. And, yeah. Thrace. Yeah. The Thrace thing looked look beautiful. Like a yeah. pearlescent. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff got nervous. He caved immediately. And that was even before he saw the feathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyway, um, Jeff and his band of uh, desperate men were paraded through the streets in punishment, apparently. Yeah. Which seems quite a light punishment. I assume things were thrown at them and then yeah. at the end bits were chopped off. I mean, <laughs> that seems fairly standard for the time. I, I guess also you'd have lifelong... Your life's now ri- over, ruined. You can't get a job. No one's going to trust you or believe you. I don't know. Usually bits come off. Probably bits dropped off, yeah. Yeah, bits coming off is standard, let's face it. However, there's an undercurrent threat going on here. Michael would have realised what this means. Constantine V, if you remember, was the last devout iconoclast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his son sort of was, Mm. but Constantine V's the last one who really went for it. And he had done all right against the Bulgars. Not brilliant, but better than what's happening now. Now, now I realise science is is in its infancy at this point, (laughs) but correlation does not indicate causation. Well, not according to a lot of people (sighs) at the time. They were saying things more along the lines of, well, since Constantine, we've had, what, Irene and the fall of the iconoclasts, and then the Bulgars rose at the same time, and we've done awful since then. Maybe God's punishing us. It did not help that shortly afterwards, the news of Mesimbria reaches the capital. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, Michael didn't even get off to try and defend it. <laughs> it just fell immediately. Oh. Yeah, well, not immediately. It took a while, but quickly. If we can believe Theophanes, this was actually blamed on the emperor's predecessor, Nikephoros. Apparently, Nikephoros had employed an Arab man who was a bit of a genius when it came to siege engines. Must have come across him one day and went, You there! You building a siege engine out of sand. <laughs> I'm going to employ you. You look like a genius. But unfortunately, Nikephros did not treat the Arab man very well. Oh, dear. Yeah, sent him to live in Adrianople and docked his wages for some reason. They seemed to have a bit of a falling out at some point. The man asked for his wages not to be docked. I mean, he's doing good work for the Empire. He's designing siege engines. Yeah. Uh, Nikephros apparently responded by having the man beaten. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, performance management meetings were a bit hardcore back then. I was wondering, sir, if you could find it in your heart with me and my four children having to look after all of them, with which blind, which you caused, and my wife terminally ill, if you could please, please look inside yourself and if you could perhaps not dock my pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> Hello. That's how it went. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like literally stamping on the rib cage. It was nasty. Oh. Yeah. Not oh, good. biting the curb. Oh, no. American History X. <laughs> oh. The sound of the teeth on Oh, the no. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no, Kurt Frost did that. <laughs> yeah. It's all in black and white. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the man, um, 
Unfortunately, we don't get his name, apart from that he was an Arab man and a genius at Siege Engines. Hmm. Uh, let's call him... Tom. <laughs> Tom, the traditional Arabian name. Yep. <laughs> Arabian spelling of Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, he defects to the Borgars. Oh, does he? Yeah, he, he one night just, like, takes all his siege engine designs and uh, heads off to Crom. <laughs> With a bag of sand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and another bag of his own teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when, once he gets to Crom, Crom's got lots of spare teeth, so they make him some spare teeth. Oh, that's nice. And apparently he built some siege engines. Nice. Which Crom was then able to use to take the city of Mesembria. Oh, dear. Yes. So when news of that reaches the capital, everyone goes, oh, God. I mean, it's not Michael's fault, but no. it's Michael's father-in-law. Yeah. And everyone's still blaming the dynasty, generally. Guilt association. Right? Yeah, no, it's not great. And then Roger turns up yet again. Hello, sir! He's already, Good news! He's already broken the news of the fall <laughs> and whose fault it was. Uh, they've done an inventory. Uh, they've realised that once the Bulgars left... They were able to take 36 bronze siphons with them. But even worse, they also took, and I quote here, not a little of the liquid fire that was shot through them. Oh, no. Yeah. So basically the hose nozzles and yeah. the, the burny stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, the the Roman secret weapon's now in the Bulgar hands. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not great. So it becomes very clear to Michael and his advisors they've got to defeat Crom. If they don't, a revolt's going to happen. It's got to the point where Michael just walks down the corridor and everyone's whispering about him, staring at him. Yes, there is really idiots. <laughs> yeah. Absolute whim. He walks into a room and everyone's laughing and then it just goes quiet. <laughs> walks out again, they carry on. Yeah, lots of laughter again. He's fairly sure it was someone doing an impression of him, but he's not 100% <laughs> certain. Yeah. He just saw somebody very quickly taking like big ears off their head <laughs> yeah. on a fake moustache. But not looking embarrassed about it. Everyone no. just stares at him, looking angry. <laughs> <laughs> One person doing the slow motion and got across the neck with his finger. Yeah. Things aren't looking good. Oh, no, great, no. <laughs> no. And that's in his own palace. <laughs> yeah. It's the people who make his bed. Oh. He's <laughs> just seeing a lot more thimbles lying around. I mean, it's the paranoia. So yeah, Michael decides to spend the winter raising troops. They've got to go and sort out Crom once and for all. Yes. And if there's one thing the Romans have more than the Bulgars, it's people. What they need to do is outnumber them. They can outnumber them. Yeah, eventually they'll tie down all the killing that they're doing and we'll get through. (laughs) Yeah. But we spend all of winter and and wait up until next summer training them so they don't rebel as soon as we leave the capital this time. Yeah. We should be able to beat him. It's fine. Crum's not a military genius. He, we got unlucky in that valley last time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, he's managed to unite all the separate tribes of the Bulgars under one banner, which before has been impossible. I'm sure it's luck. Yeah, it must, <laughs> must be. <laughs> it must be. It's fine. So eventually, after a lot of training montages that go on... Oh, you can change the seasons as well in the montages. Oh, well, that's nice. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It starts off with them outside, woolly things on, you know, you know, see their breath in the air, then... Jeff's got a woolly jumper with, like, abs knitted into it. it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But by the end, he can take the jumper off the following summer, rippling abs. Yeah. 
Say this about Jeff. Single-minded. Once he's got an idea. He'll do it. Yeah, give him something heavy to push up and down. He'll He'll do do that for months. (laughs) Yes, he will. Simple task. No questions asked. (laughs) Yes. But can he hold a sword? (laughs) Yeah, so um, Michael's got the numbers and and a ripped Jeff. So (laughs) they set off. By this point, it is midsummer, and the army found itself just north of Adrianople once more. The Bulgars and the Romans camped. The Romans did indeed have the numbers, by quite a significant amount. We're not 100% certain of the figures, but the Romans clearly have the advantage here. Mm. So much so, in fact, it was surprising that Crum was offering battle. Last time anything like this happened, Crum retreated, Nikephoros followed and got led into an ambush. This time Crum's just staying there. Bit odd, thought Michael. Not quite what I thought was going to happen, but that's fine. (laughs) Sir, do you realize where we are? (laughs) does have a familiar ring to it. <laughs> Big rolling hills in a V-shape surrounding us. What, what is this I'm sitting on? Oh, oh it is Nikephros's grave. Right, okay. Oh. No, no, they weren't in the same okay. valley. This was open area. They're not about okay. to be ambushed. Several skirmishes had broken out in recent days. Michael's troops always came off on top. Oh, good. Looking promising. His advisors are telling him to attack. Michael's not sure. Michael's thinking, it doesn't feel right. It's almost too quiet. And one of his advisors turns around and says, what what does that even mean? How do you mean too quiet? It's the calm before the storm. (laughs) What, what, What are you even talking about? It's the breath before the plunge. Yeah, Michael spent two days saying things like that. And we're getting even more annoyed with them. Yeah. They're just getting weird. It's the bite before the chew. (laughs) What? It's the A before the B. It's the clench before the B. (laughs) No, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, so um, Michael's not sure. Crumb knows what he's doing. Michael's not underestimating Crumb here. So, um, what's going on? Still, eventually it could be denied no longer. The Romans are in a superior position. They've got to go for it. There was one small thing that eventually changed Michael's mind. Just a little detail. It was the day he noticed some troops come into his tent and tell him if he did not order the attack, they would attack anyway and kill him. Looks like we're attacking today then, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you just get the feeling Michael has no control over anything. No. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, both sides line up. Both Crum and Michael apparently give rousing speeches. Unfortunately, we're not told what they are. Just don't die and point your swords in that direction. <laughs> yes, you're over there. Jeff, is it? How do I hold my sword? Did no one not train him how to hold a sword? He's, he spent six months just lifting the weights. I take steroids as well. Yeah, oh dear. He's going to start having roid rage soon. Just go berserk. <laughs> Maybe that'd be a good thing. <laughs> He's all sort of chained up like Hannibal Lecter at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> tied to a rock. So yeah, Crumb gives his speech. We don't know what that is either. Probably just him sniggering slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trumpets were blasted. <laughs> the Bulgars fall upon the Roman line. So, sound effects, please. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Um, the Romans were holding fast. The Bulgars were giving it all they could. But the Romans, the Roman line was holding. Mm. Soon the Bulgars began to wilt. Things are looking bad for the Bulgars. Yes! Crum was riding up and down his line, shouting, encouraging his men. But it became clear to everyone on the field, the Bulgars were about to break. <gasps> the Romans have it. Oh. oh yes, Michael is overjoyed. All his problems are about to be solved. Oh, you didn't that smile. <laughs> <laughs> but then, all of a sudden, he looks to his right. The entire flank of his army suddenly turn and flee. Yeah, your slightly confused face there is probably the same as Michael's. Huh? But, but we're, we're, we're doing quite well. Are we, are we watching the same battle here? Those are my guys, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are. Why are they screaming? <laughs> well, what, what's going on? Apparently both Michael and Crum both watched disbelieving. For a moment, everyone just kind of paused and watched. <laughs> Image of these soldiers, like, halfway through slicing each other's arms off. Yeah, and it's just... Oh. One Roman with a, a Bulgar soldier in a headlock. <laughs> one in the middle of kicking another one in the nads. <laughs> Everyone just stops and looks. What, what, what's going on over there? I'd say. Yeah. Crum, however, was the first to snap out of this. He thought it was a trap to begin with, but as time went on, it became clearer and clearer that this is real. This is the flank of the Roman army just, just turning and running. So Crum sounds the attack and just pours all his reserves in. And I'll quote here, they came howling down at the Romans. The Roman army collapses. Morale just disappears. Michael flees the field and retreats yet again to Adrianople. Didn't blame him, to be fair. When he was there, he met the leader of the right flank. (laughs) Ah, hello. (laughs) Quick word. One or two, two pointers. Not criticism. <laughs> oh. Steps forward. <laughs> so ironically, what you didn't take. <laughs> yes, uh, we actually know who the leader of the right flank is. Is it Jeff? No, it's Leo. Oh. Yeah. Is he the next emperor? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, there's some things going on in the background, but we're not going to cover that this time. No. We're going to look at it from Michael's perspective. And we'll figure out what on earth's going on next episode. Michael meets up with Leo. We don't have any details of what they talked about, irritatingly. But using some inference here and piecing bits together, it would appear that Michael went up to Leo and essentially said, what the hell was that? (laughs) And Leo replies that he's no more able to explain the conduct of the men under him than Michael was. He's trying to get to the bottom himself. He's just shocked. That's exactly what I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It would appear that either Michael was convinced by Leo, or he realised that Leo's a dangerous man at this moment. Mm. Because Michael decides to retreat. Again. Oh yes, he realises the campaign is a failure, and this puts him in a politically weak position. He's got to get back to the capital as quickly as possible. So he leaves Leo in charge of the situation. With, With the army. With the army. Yeah, no, it, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Like, why would he leave Leo in charge? Unless Leo was saying things like, why don't you go back? I have the pointy things. 
Mm. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on. Like I say, we'll go over theories next yeah. week when we're doing Leo's. I get the feeling Michael is just panicking and Leo is the kind of guy who takes charge. Yeah, yeah. And says, don't worry, you get back to the capital. I'll figure out why the right flank deserted. I'll secure everything here. I'll put the army back together. Once you're safe in the capital, I'll report to you. Honest. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling that's what's going on here. So, Michael legs it, basically. <laughs> back to Constantinople. On the journey home, however, he seems to have a bit of a think. Now, bearing in mind, you can see my notes, you can see how few lines there are left. Mm. Do you want to make a prediction on what happens? Does he try to go back and go to Lyra, gets killed, or... He's, so, he's, Michael goes back to Adrianople, changes his mind. To Leo and goes... And Leo kills him. Yeah. Or... Or... Or, um, he's obviously being sent back with some of Leo's men. Ooh, yeah. And Michael puts his tent up one night on the journey back and accidentally cuts his own head off. Yeah. It's happened before. Yeah. Um, no, neither. Oh, did he start to get... Did he just die of illness or something? Nope. Do you give up? We just abdicate. I don't want to be emperor now. You're, you're, you're a take-charge kind of guy. Screw this for a bag of pennies. You can do this. I'm off. Monk me. Got it in four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he obviously was thinking and realising... Look, I know this story. I've, I've read history. I know how this ends. This ends with me being dead <laughs> quite soon. So he attempts something that would alter the, his inevitable death, and that is, once he's back in the capital, he tells Procopia, his wife, that he plans to abdicate. Hmm. Procopia's not best pleased with this, apparently. Throws a bit of a strop. She quite liked being queen. Michael, determined anyway, yeah. goes to go and meet with Patriarch Nick and announce that he would be mocked. Okay. Word is sent off to Leo. It's fine. You can take over. <laughs> like you say, you seem like a man who knows what they're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just be monked. Michael and his family fled the city. His sons were castrated. Oh. But they had something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, and they were also monked. So the family line ends. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Michael lives for the next 30 years in wow. relative peace in a monastery. Oh, nice. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I'd be so angry if I was one of his sons. Yeah. So what's that? You're abdicating. Oh, I can kind of see why, I suppose. You want to just live in a monastery. Peaceful life. No, that's fine. That's okay. No, I, I'll be willing... What? <laughs> yeah, I beg your pardon? <laughs> because the line can't... Con but, but I... Have I told you I'm gay? <laughs> no, that's not going to swing it. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> I hadn't done anyway. <laughs> it's ball crushing time. Oh, it's that way, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. To be fair. There must have been another one. They're, they're adults. Um, yeah. This isn't babies. It was usually the babies oh. that got crushed. <laughs> um, it was probably a sharp incision. Mm. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's Michael. Well, he was crap. <laughs> Let's race him. <laughs> he rounds off the Nike fronts. <laughs> he does. Bookends it beautifully. <laughs> I, I genuinely think worse than the Gordians. Yeah, because he didn't. He did, we tried once. I mean, the Gordian dynasty was awful. Mm. But Gordian three kind of did a little bit. Mm. The, these three are just all of them. Yeah. Anyway, like you say, let's rate them. Fighting Maximus. Okay, fighting. It's uh, not great. Uh, no. 
battles that we know he was involved in. He fought against Krom when Nykephros was fighting Krom. Yeah. The army lost and he ran away. Seems to be a theme. Then he led some troops to go and fight Krom. The troops rebelled. They had to return home. Then he went out again to fight Krom. This time doing quite well to begin with, but then ultimately loses. And then he runs away. <laughs> See, in your notes you've written Krom, Krom, and Krom. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. It's a zero. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not very often we get an emperor who is actually involved in quite a bit of fighting and loses every single fight. This... I mean, the last one wasn't down to him. In fact, before that, the training of his troops was good. Yeah. He had the advantage. It's because he was let down on his side. Yeah. So his fighting strategy wasn't terrible, but he still lost. He retreated. He still lost. He's a coward. Yeah, it's it's not great. Zero. Aprovium crazium. Saying that, it's not really crazy, is he? Uh, no. He wisely says, no thanks, I don't want to take over, to begin with. Then he's kind of shoehorned into it. There's no one else available. Um, he doesn't do any crazy laws. He tries to firm the alliance with Charlemagne. Sensible thing to do. Very sensible, actually, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing crazy. He seems like a sensible chap who uh, just got caught up at the wrong time. Zero. Zero. Successus ultimus. Successus. <laughs> um, again, he, he reached out to Charlemagne, which was a, a sensible thing to do. It made, it's made peace. So, it's made peace. Empire. So I think he, he gets a point or two for that. I think a point, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll give him... I'll give him one. I'll give him a point. He's got Venice back into the Empire. He's expanded the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, no, one no. point each. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's not bad. He's not going no, to be no. the worst knight ever on. Again, we've got a painting. It's exciting Yay. now. We're in the, the realm of paintings. Are you ready for him? Go on. There he is. A lot of yellow. I guess it's showing he's gold and rich. He's got the halo. A blue halo, interestingly. Yeah, good point. Yeah. He's got a mallet behind his back. Or do you think that's one of those sign things? Like a... Is it behind his back or is it just faded? Has oh, yes. No, you're right. Yes. Line there. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So maybe he's just holding a mallet. All right. Maybe it's a gift. Someone's touching his head, trying to steal his hat, maybe. Yeah, either someone's putting a hat on his head or someone is trying to steal his hat. Because he's looking a bit disappointed. He looks... Oh, well, yeah. And then the most glaring part that sticks out to me is he just looks really sad and slightly... Ashamed of himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like looking down, but also his head's looking down, but his eyes are looking up. He's got so that he's puppy like, look. Yeah, puppy dog eyes at whoever it is who's trying to steal his hat. Mm. It looks a bit sad. He he's got a nice short beard. Yeah, short beard, long hair, ringlety hair. Yeah. Um, you know, he looks too sad. I I don't. I, that's not impressive. It's not what I imagined either. No, it's not great, is it? He, look, so, he looks as pathetic as I imagine. But yeah, not, he does look pathetic. Not quite what was in my head. Um, um, two. One. Three divided by four, then, is 0. 0.75. Temple completed. Okay, how long does he last? It's been a couple of years. Five years, six years. Oh, wow, that <laughs> jumped quickly. Uh, you were closer with your first guess. 8.11 to 8.13. Oh, two years. <laughs> yeah, well, a year and a half, actually, if you look at it. <laughs> um, so that is 1.5 divided by 8. 0. 0.19 is his tempo completo score. So his final score is 2.94. That's not good. Well, it's better than Serachius, who got 0.03. <laughs> yeah, Serachius, who... It's it... not as good as Nikephorus. What did Nikephorus get again? Uh, 
That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. So for the Nike I mean, it's second place. Yeah. Yeah. No, Constantine. No, oh, that's no, it wasn't Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's just those three. <laughs> oh, that's not Dynasty. That's a mis. That's it, just a. It's a blip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. Um. We need to say no. He doesn't have Jenny Caesar. Okay. Do they have a certain Jenny Caesar? No. Nope. Right, there you go then. That is this week. That is the end of the Nike Efrons. Hmm. Now, we get Leo. And what's interesting about Leo? It's called Leo like everyone else. Yes, but he also has that interesting prophecy, doesn't he? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yes, and he also has a pal called Michael. Mm. And another pal called Thomas. Ooh, yeah. dirty three-way. And Thomas, for the last two episodes, has been sitting there still just constantly asking himself... What do you mean by nasty end? (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to find out what happens with those three over the next couple of episodes. Self-fulfilling prophecy, it sounds like. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. And that's it. Theophanes has gone. Okay. And we start a new source that's a bit more detailed. Yeah, we're we're coming out of the dark ages of... uh, of Byzantine history, that what we've been covering for quite a few episodes now is essentially the equivalent of the crisis of the third century in terms of sources. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're get, getting on firmer footing, so hopefully get more interesting uh, little details coming up soon. Good. Yeah, good. it'll be good. Right, okay, thank you very much for listening. All of you, listen to Why Is That podcast um, for more interesting tidbits. Download us. Obviously, you already do that. Leave reviews. That'll be great. Mm. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Then it's a message. It's nice to get messages. Yeah. And go and listen to our American podcast if you don't already. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. We've got a sexy one next, Pierce. <laughs> yes. I'm really looking forward to that. I've had to hold off and looking at pictures because I'm going to... Yeah. Um, don't get your hopes up. Oh. Right. Okay. All that needs to be said then is... Run away! Again! (laughs) And again! Goodbye. Goodbye. Constantine! Constantine, the fifth of that name, rise again! Help us, Constantine! Help! Oh my god! Oh my god, it's actually working! It's working! <laughs> Constantine? Is, is that you? Yes, it is me! Why have you woken me from my deep slumber? It's, it's the Bulgars, Constantine! The, the Bulgars? They're not a threat! They've become a threat, Emperor. Oh, dead one. They've infested our lands. They're killing our women, and we're being ruled by a bunch of icon-loving fools. Icons! I abhor icons. I know. We need all the help we can get. We're being led by a fool. I don't think I can offer you much help. What? I'm a ghost. Well, yes, like Army of the Dead. Like... All looking green and scary and like ghost swords, ghost arrows. You could go out there and just like kill them all in one quick move. 
I've been here for a hundred and fifty years and I've not seen another ghost. I don't know what entertainment you've been watching. I can't even pick up a sword now, or a bow, or an arrow. What? All I do is walk through walls. You, you can't pick up a sword? I'm a ghost. What about a ghost sword? A what? A g- ghost sword? It would go right through them. There's no such thing as ghost swords. There isn't? No. There's no such thing as ghost objects at all. I die, the objects don't. Why do you think I'm naked? I was wondering. I thought maybe it was quite warm down here. No. Ghosts can't take anything with them. So, no ghostly army then? No, but I can foretell the future. Okay, Constantine, thank you. This is what we need. Please tell us our future. What do we need to do to survive the onslaught of the Borgars? Pessimism over money matters may plague you today. Perhaps a desired increase in income hasn't materialized, or you've been hoping to make a particular purchase that you still can't quite afford. This might be the time to put your ingenuity to work and come up with a contingency plan to earn the money you need. What? I thought you said there were no objects. Is that a ghost magazine you're reading? Are you an Aries? No, I'm not a bloody Aries. Have you met a tall, dark, handsome stranger recently? No, no, I I haven't. Seriously, is this all you've got for us? Yes. No wonder they called you Poopface. It's Constantinople. It's not been Byzantine for centuries now. You've not heard the song? It's Constantinople, not Byzantium. It's a famous song. Might have got the name wrong. <laughs> Istanbul, not Constantinople. Do you know that song? No. Oh, you don't even know that song. You don't even know the reference. I'm afraid. There's a song that's called Istanbul, not Constantinople. It might be giants. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where the hell are we? Right, yeah. <laughs>